Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, my love tribe. Thank you so much for tuning in to Hard Blend Podcast. Today we have a special guest. Her name is Caitlin Connell, and she is actually one of my good friends. I hope that you enjoyed this phone call conversation that we had in regards to loving your body in the nude. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for more. Hello, I'm here with Caitlin Connell, and she's here to share her story with her journey through self-love. She has a different approach with in regards to loving your body and self-love, so I'm really excited to hear what she has to say. So welcome, Caitlin. Hi, Lindsay. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm really excited to talk about today's topic. For sure. I know you have a really cool story to share with us and a cool purpose and what you do. So could you share a little bit about your story and how uh, you came to a place of loving yourself? Yes, no problem. Um, well, right now I do, I hold body sex workshops in Charlotte, North Carolina, and it's basically a sacred space for women to come together at, in the nude. Um, stripping down all of our walls and being completely vulnerable with a few selective people for a few hours. And um, we just talk about traumas and our stories. And hopefully by the end of the day, we're thinking um, and looking at ourselves differently with the approach of self-love, of course. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm sorry, what was the other part of the question? Yeah, of course. Um just sharing a little bit more about your story and how you came to a place of loving yourself. So I probably started, um, I think everyone in middle school, high school, just about had insecurities and, um, just didn't have self love because I think my generation definitely Instagram became huge. I felt like people, my classmates weren't looking like kids anymore while I still was. And they started developing and I was comparing at that point. Mm -hmm. Then um, fast forward to high school, I developed an eating disorder just because I thought I wasn't beautiful and I had a big butt and all my <laughs> friends still had these skinny little bodies. So I went down to probably 100 pounds and um, that really affected my period and for the next, that affected it for a few years actually. And I was also, I just felt like there was a thousand things going on. And then I was a late bloomer, some people would say, even after high school. So I just did Googling, or I went on YouTube at the time, and asked a silly question, like how to have sex, something crazy like that. Mm -hmm. And something <laughs> so simple. And I discovered um, sexologist, Dr. Betty Dodson, and she had 400 videos at the time. And I was like, I'm set. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me just binge watch this for the next year and um now a few years later i think up to 600 to 700 videos 
but I just became obsessed with her and her approach to not giving a flying flip about uh, what people say and not comparing herself to anyone else. And um, basically just being naked and loving yourself. So um, I went to New York to become certified in body sex workshop because I thought that would heal me right away. And it felt like it did. But then realizing healing is ongoing. Mm -hmm. So I thought I was healed. And then I realized there was a lot more work to be done for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. It never ends. It goes on forever. Never. Yeah, true, true. But then it's kind of fun because then you're discovering new things about yourself endlessly. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see what I find out next month or next year. Oh, yeah. I have that same experience. It's like, man, I'm going to be, you know, 85 years old, like, still learning stuff about myself. Yes, that's good. Um. <laughs> What I was, um, so Betty Dawson's actually um, an elderly woman. She was, I think, 89 three years ago when I took the workshop in her New York City apartment. Oh, wow. So I experienced an 89 year old woman naked, and she was <laughs> saying, I, Are you laughing? <laughs> Is this the way you said that? What? It's just the way you said that. That is. <laughs> That is so interesting, though, like, because I was just about to ask you, like, did she also not have on clothes during this time? And then you instantly confirmed it. Heck no, she did not. And um, it was a shocker to, you know, I've never really seen that. I don't think most people in their, I just think most people in general don't see 89 year old women naked. Mm -mm. And maybe it should be. And people are probably thinking ill, but maybe it should be more um, out there because it's we're all going to be that way. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. but it was interesting. She said that she's like, I'm still like my body. It's not that I'm learning exactly things I never knew. It's that my body is changing, too. So I'm. Mm-hmm. that's kind of what she was saying. But I didn't think it was weird at the end of the weekend. Yeah. And I think that also... Um brings up a conversation that that body is not really seen very much, but it's a body that we'll all experience if we're fortunate enough to reach, you know, an age of being past our seniors. So Mm -hmm. I think that in itself is a beautiful experience just to be able to have that realization like, oh, wow, like things aren't always as tight as what you see. And then I think that can also bring more appreciation for just the body in general and and how it still supports you throughout all the phases in life. And then also you can see where you're at and, you know, what you could do to continue to try to preserve your body as much as you can. Yes, phases. Exactly. She was she and me both share that same value, like the phase that you're going to have so many phases like the moon and. Um, to love and appreciate each one of them mm-hmm. for what it is. That's awesome. And I know you mentioned before that you kind of struggled with loving yourself during your adolescence. I did too. Uh, but besides the media, was there anything else that kind of stuck out to you that made you feel less lovable for yourself? 
probably just my my mind if that makes sense mm-hmm. like I wasn't speaking kind to myself mm-hmm. um I'm very fortunate in my life that I haven't had um in my opinion I haven't had very many traumas I um, mean you know, I had a nice household um I was just in my head a lot like I wasn't a popular kid and to me that was the worst thing in the world you know mm-hmm. but I mean I realize now of course I'm so fortunate compared to so many women meant anyone mm-hmm. um but I wasn't kind to myself so I mean you believe what you say to yourself yeah a hundred percent and it was constant like I don't I don't think I had good thought in my head except you made it another hour without something in your mouth or something that was probably it mm. the only confirmation I got oh wow but yeah so just honestly myself was my own demon at the time mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, yeah, that's strong. You had, you had um, self-confidence issues as well in high school? Oh, yeah, for sure. And that carried all the way through college. And really, it wasn't until like, probably like my mid-20s that I started to really be like, you know what? <laughs> I'm really not all that bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it comes from a lot of conditioning. I dealt with a lot of bullying. And of course, like when you're young, you don't really understand what your body's going through as you're changing and then having the awareness that other people are different and they're, you know, maybe we're all in the same age, but everybody is aging differently. Some kids don't go through that awkward stage and some kids just, you know, they seem to have it all. Um, But it's all an illusion, you know, at the end of the day. But for me at the time, I just, I didn't feel like, you know, I was always seeking that validation outside of myself. I didn't even know there was a such thing as self-love. It was just, I just thought love was just something you do for others and in even I wasn't even aware that was a thing to do for yourself so now oh, that wow, I'm aware awful. yeah now that I'm aware it's like nope uh-uh <laughs> I think you just got the you got the orders mixed up first yep. you then others you got to flip mm-hmm. but um nowadays though like sometimes I think now like I'm so happy I was still like races in high school was still okay because now like I'm 24 and the 13 year olds easily look like older than me oh yeah so I don't even know where I would be mentally at this point yeah definitely um like kids today don't even look like kids anymore like they totally skipped that awkward stage um I don't know how I don't know. What's the secret? Yeah, I don't know. What's in the water? <laughs> I they're drinking now. Yeah, I think now, like, there's so many makeup tutorials. Like, there's just so much access to information with videos and YouTube that, you know, now girls can know how to do their makeup and make themselves look different. There's all these filters and all this stuff. Like, we didn't have that. Like, it is, it was what it was when we were growing up. Like, it was all organic. So, we didn't have all this extraness. Yeah, for you, you guys just probably had the um, disposable cameras, and that one <laughs> was all you got. <laughs> you couldn't. Lord help you, you messed 
Hey, we actually had the first cell phones with cameras. So, you know, we got a little bit of it, but we weren't kids though. We were like already teens by the time, you know, we get cell phones with cameras on it. Yeah, and then mine was like that lava looking filter. That's all we had. It was like made you look blue, red, and green, if you remember at the iTunes store. Oh, yeah. Or the collage. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, you said something earlier that made me think like we're all also like very advanced maybe in the self love realization of the self love department because in my, I just had a workshop about a month and a half ago and our oldest woman in in this particular class was 56 Mm -hmm. and she, I think it was that day that after like hours later, she realized like, Oh my, like she had a whole realization that, and um, she even approached her relationship differently that evening with her boyfriend at the age of 56. She just had confidence, self-love, and that just blew my mind, you know? And I just think, like, I'm so lucky. I, I'm i glad she figured it out at her age instead of dying without knowing mm. this magic. But here we are. You were in your mid-20s, late-20s. I'm fortunate in my mid-20s. So oh, I yeah. just feel really lucky honestly yeah and I'm grateful for you know people like you who you know lead with that so other people can get that experience because some people don't some people never experience that I think that's the saddest thing to live an entire life and to not love yourself in it not once you know I can only hope that in their next life maybe they can get closer Exactly. Um, So what advice would you give to someone that's struggling with their body image? Understanding that it's going to take time. Like, even if you came to one of my workshops, which we'll talk about later, um, it's still going to take more than that four hour class. It's going to, it's going to be week daily, weekly reminders for the rest of your life. So that understanding that and accepting that that's what you're going to be doing to achieve self-love. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, But also for me specifically, I have, if I'm feeling down or don't feel like enough that day, I know exactly what I need to do now that I've had enough experience. Like I know I need to dance. Mm -hmm. I know I need to look at my favorite Instagram pages with quotes. I know I need to listen to music or go on a walk. Mm-hmm. Just to change it up. Or um, masturbate also is another approach to change the chemical ba- imbalance that's happening right now in my body. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would tell people to find that itch if it's painting. Like find a brush right now or the second you get home from work if it's not possible to. Or take deep breaths. Just find your thing mm-hmm. and keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And I promise the lo- the self-love will follow you like a like a string attached to your belt or something it will follow mm-hmm. if you keep doing this approach gotcha yeah. so do, hmm? oh how would you um would you do that approach or would you do something different um i think it requ- i think it depends on whatever you're going through at the time so yeah. for me like let's say for instance um if I had a stressful day or if I'm feeling stressed out or overwhelmed, instead of me taking an approach to be self-destructive, 
I would try my best to recenter myself in the most healthy way that I can that's for me. So just for me, even yesterday, I was I was struggling a little bit. I felt really overwhelmed with work and just trying to manage and juggle so many things. So for me, like just taking a nice deep bath, a hot bath with salt and just having that quiet time and just listening to some meditative music or just some chill music and just kind of, or sometimes I'll listen to other people from different perspectives so that it will help me to get out of my own head. Um, That sounds nice. Okay. Yeah. It just depends. Or like, sometimes I'm like, I just need to, I I try to listen to myself. So if I'm like feeling very anxious or antsy, then I know I need to move. I need to move my body. I need to get out and be in nature or something. So it just depends on, on what it's called. Yeah. So again, so I think everyone is going to approach it differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we all have different experiences of different personalities. What works for one will be different for another. I mean, I think there are like, you know, things that the human spirit will always need, you know, like, I think it's not going to be too different, but it'll vary between person to person. Mm, I agree. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So in your workshops, just if you could kind of run us through, I know you touched base on it a little bit, but just to kind of give more of a picture, if somebody's interested and what that would look like. Because to me, I know that's something very, like, different or not necessarily new, but maybe exclusive. Right. Like, that's not something that's, yeah. like, I just know, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go, like, a yoga class. Like, I'm not, I don't, yeah. you know, it's not as open or out there. So, like, just run us through, like, what is that experience like? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it is out there. It's a lot when you hear it. And, um I first want to say the name sounds very um, body sex. People immediately think it's sexualized. And it, that's the number one thing that I am eliminating off the table. Even And now people are probably thinking, how do you do that when you're nude? But um, it's like in the locker room, women, you're just getting dressed. There's no um, sexualizing anything. But I, uh, me as the facilitator will be in the nude a couple minutes before and the whole room will be set up and now that it's COVID where we have a lot more stricter guidelines because I did say I had one a month and a half ago which was during the pandemic mm-hmm. um so everyone had their own masks if they chose to but I just told people please be careful we did temperatures everyone had their own plates with um supplies for the day which I'll get into in a minute but like I said, I'm nude and the first person will walk in and I will immediately probably direct them to their own tub where they can take their clothes off because I don't want um, I don't want any power levels happening. One with clothes, one without. It's pretty much strip away um, fears and walls are down now mm-hmm. the second you walk in. Um, once everyone arrives, I'll have an introduction and a guided meditation maybe to ease any of the people who are uncomfortable because it's usually people's first time. Mm-hmm. I don't normally have – there's a few that come sometimes, but usually it's someone's first attempt. And um, we'll do – everyone will introduce themselves, and I'll just start asking open-ended questions, and that does last 
a while, especially the bigger the group. And everyone has such different stories. So we really get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I call it central foods in the middle throughout the day. I'm not feeding a meal, but I'll have grapes and bananas and dark chocolate that just make the body feel good and is healthy. I also do an anatomy lesson, kind of. Mm-hmm. You're no, one, no one's graded. But you'll be surprised. <laughs> I had some people that were really scared thinking I was going to like have a rubric at the end. Usually it's half the room that can't, uh, that don't know their own anatomy and can't um, write down what each part is. And I think that's so shocking because you have it, mm-hmm. you know, and you can't, uh, how are you supposed to love something you don't understand or even know the name to? Mm-hmm. So um, even the biggest one, I'll just do an example. Um, the vulva is the whole area mm-hmm. and the vagina is the birth canal and distinguishing between the two most is always usually wrong when in conversation so teaching them that and then we do something called a genital show and tell which is usually everyone's not favorite part let's just say but I feel like it has the most benefits at the end and uh, genital show and tell is when people open their legs one at a I usually go first um and I display my vulva I um know the parts and I label them myself and I and then one at a time Someone will sit in the comfy um, seated area on the floor and they'll have a light so they can see in a mirror so they can see their own situation. And that's really hard. And even I know it even sounds hard. I get it. Mm-hmm. But um, um, we name the vulva to your own liking. Um, then afterwards, we'll maybe draw a fun hearted example of what a vulva represents to us. If someone did a lotus flower, I did a juicy peach. Like it just depends. Someone did mountains as val in valley. Oh, wow. Yes. And the, uh, the meaning behind that was beautiful. Maybe you can already put one and one together, but you know, your the valleys, the, the lips, um, <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, like the, I think you could put two and two together, but I thought that was pretty beautiful. Um, and then lastly, um, consent is huge. And I still, I talk about that. It's not all just about thinking you're an awesome woman. It's not all about just leaving and being like, oh yeah, look at me. I'm the baddest. I mean, it's, there's so many parts. So, um, self-love, thinking of the baddest chick around, learning how to use your, um, voice chakra. Mm-hmm. So, so at the end we pair up. And I have a little bit of coconut oil that everyone will have on their own table. And you choose between hands or shoulders, depending on what your partner likes. And you, um, again, non-sexual because we still are nude, but someone will tell them that hurts when you move your hand that way. And, oh, this feels nice when you're in this rotation. And that hopefully could help us with our partners because we don't speak up during sexual encounters. And then I usually end the circle with, you know, another guided meditation, thanking everyone for coming and make sure they thank themselves. And that's about it. About five, about four hours of that. Wow. Four hours? Depending, because you'll be, I know it's not shocking, but women can talk a lot. (laughs) It takes a long time and I'm more than happy to be in it with them for that long. Wow. And like, what do women share with you? Have you had anybody that just like, they're like, I'm sorry, I can't do this. Or like they have a 
like what are the reactions or feedback that you receive? Um, I've never had someone in my personal class, but when I was getting certified, I had someone that refused to do the genital show and tell. And that was everyone's eyes were like, ooh, like you're going to turn down Dr. Betty Dotson, who started the sexual revolution in her own apartment. Like, oh, we were nervous for that one. But mm-hmm. um, the feedback I get, it's, I've only had positivity. Everyone's gotten something out of it. But. Um, I had this one woman who had a baby and thought she was generally disformed afterwards. And she's only had one baby and she's in her 20s. Like, mm. um, most people would say she bounced back and she was a size two, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. And she just thought everything was messed up afterwards. And then she saw another woman that had a similar, had similarities mm-hmm. and was like, and and the woman didn't think she was deformed, so now she's like, they're learning from each other. Like, well, if we're similar, then and she, and you know, one thought the other was perfect, and the other one thought the other one was perfect, and they're realizing we are my body is right mm-hmm. how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had one woman who um, has never we, the fifty six year old woman I think I mentioned earlier she's never experienced an orgasm of her. Um, she never explored pleasure and she was married for 30 years. And now that she has gone to my workshop, she has decided to further um, solo pleasure alone to discover, you know, to finally experience this. And I haven't gotten an update, but just to know that she's not giving up anymore mm-hmm. with achieving that goal. Mm-hmm. So it's possible. Yeah. Wow. So it's pretty mind blowing to me. even just saying it right now. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think it's neat. Well, you never know the impact that you have on people's lives, you know? Yeah, that's true. I love this work. I bet. I bet that's always so um, fulfilling and inspiring to just to see your impact and how people follow along with the programming that you, you know, put together and all that good stuff. And um, I also have a... Because I mentioned earlier that I am located in Charlotte, North Carolina. I have a a Facebook page that has a link to my website as well. But Mm -hmm. it's called Sacred Space Workshop on Facebook. And anyone, any person who identifies as a woman would be accepted in. Gotcha. Sacred Space Workshop, right? Yeah. Perfect. And so through this experience, I know that some people are not going to feel comfortable being in public. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And it sounds like these are some things they could do at home, but what are like maybe some things that other people could do to feel more comfortable with just their body image and feeling more comfortable with their bodies while being at home and just feeling because I think that's the thing about women is that they want to feel adored they want to feel loved and desired but the most powerful thing you could do is to feel that for yourself Um, so what are some ways that you think people can do that at home I think maybe if, if it might be drastic to some people, but maybe I'm not going to say eliminate social media unless that's doable in their lives, but maybe unfollowing some of the pages that are triggers. Mm-hmm. That's just a little step. I would think, um, I would say undressing more 
and being comfortable in that state because I feel like sometimes we just wait. We have pajamas on. We wake up. We put our new clothes on for the day. We're in our cl- you know, we're just constantly mm-hmm. or we're not seeing ourselves anymore. So when we do, it's like, ah, and that's definitely not the reaction anyone should ever have <laughs> themselves or to others, mm-hmm. especially. Um, like I would say normalizing. And I feel like the more you look at your body, the more you'll get used to it. So just that I feel like that's so simple. Um, and if they're not ready to completely strip in front of the mirror alone, maybe put on something. I would say, like, I have a pair of jeans that I love and make my butt look amazing. <laughs> so I would say, look at yourself with those pair of jeans on, on a rough day, maybe we're, we're having. Mm-hmm. So little things like that. Um, guided meditations, I'm always a fan of. Mm-hmm. Even I need help and some guidance now. So I, cho- I choose to have those in my daily practice. Yeah, I would go with that. Perfect. I think that's really good. And I think just feeling your best when you can just really makes a world of a difference. Thank you. Is there anything else that you would like to share in regards to just loving your body more? The last thing I would say is um, words of affirmation. Please um, try them out, ladies, and or even men. Anyone who's listening to this podcast, I'm not anti-men at all. Um, I would just really practice um, in the car when you're driving and, you know, and it doesn't have to be like, thank you for this body. It could literally be like if you felt we're about to get cold weather soon. If you feel the sun hitting your face and it feels nice, just thank the sun for hitting your skin. It doesn't have to be my boobs, thank you. You know what I mean? <laughs> just practice. It doesn't only have to be about your body. It could be thank you for legs for taking me out on this walk before mm-hmm. it gets too cold to do so. Mm-hmm. Um so just practice being speaking kind to yourself because you're stuck with yourself. Be nice to it. <laughs> that's just a, do it. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I know, and I'm sure men um, struggle too with body image, even though it's not really um, talked about. Yeah, it's not really talked about. It's not really out there. But, you know, we're all human at the end of the day. So I'm sure men probably struggle too sometimes with you know so many other things and their image and and all of that I know there's sometimes I feel like sometimes even a little bit more pressures with men because for us like our bodies are like representing beauty but for men their bodies are representing power and like respect in a way and so it's like <clears throat> I'm sure I may feel to keep like that power up or they're weak yeah exactly like if you're not tall enough if you're not big enough if you're not strong enough if you're not muscular enough then you're not worthy enough I think that's something that I mean I can't really give the advice too much on that because I don't have a male body so um exactly. but at the same time like just for a message out there for any men that are listening to take that time to still cherish your body and, and still, you know, love your body, invest in your body, but you know, don't tie your worth so much to your physical body, you know? 
I would definitely. I would say uh, most of besides the workshops because um, Betty Dawson has done workshops with men actually, which really? is kind of funny and ironic. It's only happened maybe twice. She said mm-hmm. out of the hundreds of women, it just didn't pick up like she wanted, honestly. And maybe now we're mm-hmm. in a very um, men, many feminists are men now, so maybe now. But a lot of the advice I gave to Lindsay in this podcast. I mean, I wasn't, it wasn't just strictly for women. I mean, men, please, like, look at your bodies, too, and normalize it and realize it does so much for you. Mm-hmm. Love it, too. Same advice to any sex. Exactly, yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, like, if you don't love your body by yourself, that's going to spill over into your relationships, um, and then it's, it just makes things, it just makes the flow not flow. <laughs> like if that's you're so, huh? I said that's a beautiful way of putting it. Yeah. Like it just make like if you're, um, insecure, she's insecure or I'm insecure and he's insecure and everybody's self-conscious. How is it going to flow? Like it's going to be a big room with projectors. <laughs> So, so I mean, just love yourself, love your body, you have it, you're with it for the rest of your life, just enjoy it at least one time. And the thing is, tomorrow is not promised, so you gotta choose today to do it, you know, you can't wait, because that time may not come. And it's quarantine, you have You have plenty of time. There was no excuse to not be naked. At least once a day and do whatever you need to do. Yep, 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 yep. Well, I really enjoyed this conversation, Caitlin. Thank you so much for everything that you shared and your experience and your wisdom. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you for having me. Awesome. And how can anybody get in touch with you besides the Facebook page? Like if somebody wants to ask you questions personally, like can they contact you? Yes, you can go to my website at sacred-space.webnode.com, but that will be on the Facebook link as well, so. Got it, perfect. And my and my personal Facebook account is also linked on it, and I'm more than happy to, um, if that's the one way, whatever way out of the three links, I'm more than happy to reply back. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Kaylin. Well, thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. I can't wait to see where your journey takes you. Thank you. Me either. It's going to be a good ride.